The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. From boosted same-game parties to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100, win $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I'm coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is October the 31st. It's Halloween. Uh, and my guest is dressed up, I believe, although I had no idea he was dressed up. He had to tell me. Um, but Mr. Noah Bennick, Noah, what have you come as? Um, I am dressed as Dave Hansen from Slapshot. So I've been told with the long brown hair and the glasses that kind of look like him. So I took the easy way out and I don't really have to do too much work. <laughs> for my Halloween costume. Malcolm, what are you dressed as? <laughs> um, I've come as a floppy-haired Hugh Grant figure from any uh, any rom-com that you might have seen for the last 20 years. No, I haven't come as anything. Uh, no, and you know it. Don't be so cheeky. Um, yeah, Halloween's not a big deal here, particularly. However, we are going to have a live game here, Noah, because it's, we've just had our first trick-or-treat that come to the door. Bob is man in the door. Um, with his big box of sweets, and we have had one trick or treater. So, in the next 40 minutes or so, um, if we get a trick or treater, I'm going to offer you the live bet opportunity of what is the um, next trick or treater dressed as. I'll give you, I'll give you plus 500 um, on any costume you like. So, to, I mean, Sounds what you think can take you. Are, are well, like those you... comic movies popular out there in England? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say that's legit. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> so, what are you taking? Um. I feel like I feel like I gotta go Batman, right? You go <laughs> Batman, like right? Pretty popular one. So we go plus five hundred on Batman. Uh, Captain Sano's joined the chat. Aye, aye, Captain. If you want to play, you've got about thirty seconds till no more bets. <laughs> you got thirty seconds till no more bets on uh, next trick or treat. Up my drive here. Uh, like I say, Bob's out there manfully uh, clutching on. Do you know what he's done as well? The little shit. He's hidden the best sweets at the bottom because he doesn't oh, think. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't think we'll get enough trick or treaters to empty the bowl of sweets. So he's he's hitting all the good stuff at the bottom, yeah. thinking he's going to get to claim it later on in an hour or so. So I'm the same way. My mom gives out these little, they're like the big candy bar things. And I'm just like, just set one aside for me, please. <laughs> and, then, and I'll dig into the rest that are left. <laughs> uh, so... Um, we are heading to game three of the World Series um, in about six hours' time. Heads back to Philly Citizens Bank Park. is going to be absolutely rocking, I think. Um, we'll have a little breakdown of games one or two. We'll give our picks for game three. And a DFS lineup as well. We've enjoyed giving out our DFS playoff lineups. And so the yeah, series. And Dylan won one. He took one down. Oh, yeah. We need to recap Dylan. Dylan's debut. Um, because he. He picked Kyle Tucker, didn't he, as his captain, yeah. who then proceeded to hit two home runs. One of them <laughs> was a three-run shot. Dylan scored about 10 zillion points uh, and won, what did he win, £9.80 nine, $9. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think Insano had a pretty good day himself, and he edged out Insano by like two points. 
And it was 72. <laughs> yeah, Dylan was absolutely delighted. So yeah, I think we've created a monster in Dylan. I don't know. I don't know if he had a game of uh, NFL last night. So we'll have to ask him when we get him on the show later in the week. So yeah, um, uh, yeah, exciting times for Dylan. He was really he was buzzing about that. That was fun. Um, yeah, so we'll give out a DFS lineup. But uh, yeah, the series is poised at one-one. Um, Noah, give us a little recap. We go back to game one first of all. Um, our little graphic we put out for game one could not have gone more tits up if it tried. Did we go 0-7, I think? Everyone had Houston. Um, but then... Some sort of Houston, somewhere. Yeah, I think before the series, when we I did our preview show, I talked about the two elements with the control that Houston had had in their previous two series, swept the series, appeared in control. And then we talked about the mad roller coaster that Philly were going. And this yeah. game was an absolute snapshot of that. Houston yeah. were in control. And then Houston, uh, Philly threw in a mad hand grenade from somewhere, Bosch, 20 <laughs> minutes later, they're 6-5 up. So this was a real microcosm of kind of what we're expected to deal with. So, yeah. Um, what did you make of the two games? Well, so game one, well... Both games. Uh, it's been quite surprising that Houston, their offense, has jumped out to 5 nothing leads in both games. Um, Verlander had a perfect game through three innings, and with uh, the absolute obliviousness that is Tom Verducci, goes into the Astros dugout, interviews Dusty Baker, says the words no-hitter in the dugout. Oh, Technically no. a perfect game, but... I mean, from there, uh, to use your phrase, it just went tits up for Justin Verlander. <laughs> uh, giving up five runs. It was the third time he's ever given up a lead of five runs or more. Um, in that game, though, so it was <clears throat> 5 nothing Astros. Then the Phillies make their little comeback, and it's in the fourth or the fifth inning, and my dad gets home from wherever they were uh, Saturday night, and he's not the biggest postseason baseball guy. Um, he, he thinks the games take too long, so it's already 5 5. He sat down, he's intrigued, his interest has peaked. They don't <laughs> score another run until he goes to bed at midnight 30. It was like 12 30. He goes to bed, first batter, JT Real Muto, opposite field home run when he just called it a night. <laughs> it's like that's the way it rolls around, here. yeah, absolutely. So, Game one, uh, I guess that's my handicap. JT Ramuto was the uh, hero. Kyle Tucker, two home runs. So he's kind of the leader in the clubhouse for the MVP. Although, my opinion, I don't really value that as much. He hit the two home runs in a game they didn't win. So, Malcolm, what do you feel? Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, game two, uh, Houston got out again, five to nothing. Framba Valdez um, was great throughout. Um, this was a bridge, a bridge too far for... Uh, for Philippe to mount a, a fight. But I think got a couple of runs back, finished five games to two. Um, bit better betting-wise, I had Houston on the money line. I had Houston on the run line. Um, they were just, I kept it fairly plain and simple. Um, wanted really to see how game two shook out after after the mayhem that was game one. So, yeah, Valdez went, there's a few little conspiracy theories surrounding Valdez. You weren't buying any of that, were you? I noticed you shot all those down. Uh, yeah, pretty yeah. quickly, but yeah, Houston leveled it up. They they kind of leveled up my um my bets as well. The the money line was a uh, sorry the run line was a plus money pick. So uh, that was that. But yeah, so it's nicely poised after that second game, I think. But uh, Valdez, uh, excellent again, and really he's been a premium piece all year. 
He has, and uh, it was everything that I expected from Valdez, too, playing him as my MVP. I think he's getting the win game two. I think he gets the win in game six to close out the World Series because, I mean, he <clears throat> really it was a stress-free night for most of the yeah. day for Valdez. He had one inning. It was either the third or the fourth where it was like second and third, nobody out, remarkable to get out of that with only uh, without giving up a run. Um, and then, honestly, the – bullpen of the Astros has sort of looked somewhat, you know, vulnerable-ish. <laughs> they gave up one run in the first game and one run in the second game. That's more than we've seen in the whole postseason. Uh, two runs in one series, let alone two games. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like game two was uh, same thing. Zach Wheeler goes out there, first four pitches, he gives up three doubles, two runs. Um, and it was kind of uh, when you do that and you know that the pitching staff the Astros have, it, you can't count on making a comeback like that every night. No, not exactly right. Yeah, we've talked about that. I mean, how many times have they done it now, St. Louis? Um, who else did they do it against? They've done it against everybody a couple of times. Yeah. Um, St. Louis, San, the Braves, the Padres. Yeah. So you're kind of going to run out of luck um, at some point. But. I mean, again, short sample. Why they, they don't have to run out? Look at all that's bollocks. That's just me uh, speculating. They could absolutely ride the look at all. Uh, game three tonight, then. Um, so it is nice, you suppose. The game goes off at eight or three Eastern. As if the time zone thing doesn't confuse me enough, Noah. Um, our clocks here went back an hour yesterday. Um, something oh, to that's do with a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So I missed the start of the. NFL, because it's been at 6 o'clock for seven weeks. And then yesterday it was at 5 p.m. So I missed the first hour of the NFL. They didn't set me DFS lineups or oh, miss no. me, miss my fan. Yeah, all of that rubbish. Um, and then sort of 8.03 start, 8.03 Eastern is now back to midnight, not 1 o'clock. So actually it benefits me tonight. So I can get a, I can probably get an hour of baseball and before I have to go to bed. And still no trick or treaters. I think Bob's putting them off by playing football. He needs to come in <laughs> and encourage them up. Um, so yeah, that's a it's a eight or three um, start. We have got Lance McCullers Jr. going for Houston. We have got Noah Syndergaard on the bump for the Phillies. Uh, Houston are minus one twenty six on the money line. Philly are plus one fifteen. The total is set at eight. Uh, Lance McCullers, um, four and two on the regular season. Obviously, had a shortened uh, regular season due to injury. Two twenty-seven ERA. Um, he has a two forty-five playoff ERA. Um, three fourteen on the road so far this season. In the playoffs, one good start against Seattle. Well, good, a great start against Seattle. Actually, um, six scoreless innings. Um, he then had a not so good effort against the New York Yankees, where he gave up three hundred runs. Um, in five innings pitched, has taken on Philly once this season. Um, six hits and one earned run just over six innings. Noah Syndergaard, 10 and 10 in the regular season with a 394 ERA. Um, 169 playoff ERA so far this season. Three appearances, that is. And one game started and two out of the bullpen. He's pitched five and one third, I think it is. Um so I'm expecting a relatively short leash off Syndergaard, but Noah McCullers against Syndergaard. What's your angle in? What are your picks? 
Yeah, so you mentioned it. I'll run through the summary of McCullers' postseason line. He's 1-0 and in two starts, 245 at ERA, 13 strikeouts, three walks. Um, he did start one game against Philadelphia this year, and that was his last regular season start. He went six innings, gave up six hits. He had five punchies, but only gave up one run to a solo Schwarbaum in the first inning. So uh, just remember that, uh, nerfy betters, because uh, <laughs> Schwarber does have a tank on McCullers. And then Philadelphia, starting Syndergaard, like you mentioned, he's had three appearances, one start. 169 ERA in those 5.1 innings, four strikeouts, one walk with the lone run coming off of an Orlando Arcia solo home run. Yes. So I think with two days of rest, uh, the Phillies' top tier of bullpen arms are going to be rested here. I think we're going to see another bullpen game from the Phillies. I think yeah. they allow Syndergaard to go as far as he can until he gets into trouble. Uh, the same thing happened in his start against the Braves. I believe the first inning, it was clean, one, two, three. Second inning, hit, hit, and he was out. So they put in, uh, it might have been Falter or Bellotti. I can't remember. But from my prediction, I think uh, we see the Astros. I mean, they've done it in game one, game two. I think they pounce early on either Syndergaard or some of the weaker bullpen arms from the Phillies that they try to put out there in the first half of their bullpen game here um, to silence that Philadelphia crowd. Because if you don't, it's going to get a little rowdy in the bank. Um, so I think you're seeing some runs come off of either Syndergaard or Brad Hand, Connor Brogdon, Andrew Bellotti, some of those guys uh, coming in here early. So I like the Houston first five team total over one and a half at minus one. Okay, nice. And then also the Astros run line is minus a half for the first five. That's plus 105. So that's going to be my dog play of the day. And I'm just putting out a, war- a warning out there for the no runs first inning betters out there, like all the yeah. Murphy guys. Uh, I think we could see a run here in the first inning. Either McCullers gives up a tank to Schwarber like he has in the past. Uh, also, if uh, Harper comes up in the four spot in the first inning, it's a lefty on righty matchup. Um, but also, Syndergaard, you never know what you're going to get. It's like a box of chocolates. So, Malcolm, what do you see in game <laughs> three? Yeah, I like Syndergaard. He was one of like, you know, I have this little Mets lean that you often uh, bully me with, uh, you and Moonaf. Um, and Syndergaard was absolutely outstanding. I mean, he was up there kind of almost on a level with uh, DeGrom for a little while, a couple of years ago. Uh, struggled a bit with injury, but yeah, it's going to be a, a short start. I think three and a third, maybe one time through, depending on how well he goes. Um, as far as McCullers goes, I think he's going to be fine. The thing that intrigued me with McCullers, the angle and I looked at was walks. Um, he's walked his last five starts, one, two, one, two, and four. So I was looking at the possibility of an over, um, but it was a terrible price. The over one and a half walks for McCullers was my, minus 138. Um, and I thought it was going to be much nearer, kind of a picking price. So I like that, but not at that price. So I thought the, the, the prop's good, but the bet wasn't for me. Um, Maybe a parlay piece, same game parlay thing. Yeah, possibly. I just, yeah. Um, the, I think the key stat and the angle in, and you've nailed the picks for it. Um, Houston have scored five runs off Aaron Nola. They've scored five runs off Zach Wheeler. Um, as much as they're going into this 1-1 and will feel like they threw that game one away, um, 
if they can score five off Nola, five off Wheeler, I love the approach in game two. That game started in, what was it, four pitches? Yeah. Um, double. Four pitches, three doubles. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, that was so good to watch, man. It was exciting. Um, and even a little bit there, the Philly defense just didn't quite show up. There was a, um, Alec Bohm missed a pick at third on a, it was a stolen base attempt, maybe. Um, and oh, then Tagger, uh, I believe. Yeah. It was a yeah, that was it. Yorgan. Yes, it was. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you would have made it or not. Round ball to shortstop that was then thrown in the dirt, and they couldn't scoop it by half. Correct, and Mundo Sosa that was, and that was a just a basic everyday yeah. run of the mill I mean, throw. That wasn't a tricky play. Like he actually I did mean, the hard part with the yeah, pick. Malcolm, and the, it was it was a key to the game for us. Like the Phillies defense. Yeah, it was. You saw it, you saw it in the Yankees series when the Yankees made errors. The Astros capitalized. Correct. So yeah, that was. Um, that was definitely a thing. And I think it could be um, the same thing again tonight. If Houston decide to go uh, get aggro early, and like I say, five off Nola, five off Wheeler. So Syndergaard followed by those guys you mentioned with a question against it. Um, the So yeah, Houston's going to be, Houston money line, well, minus 126, I think is a great price. It's, a, it's an excellent price. I was prepared to take Minus um, one forty on them in game one, so I'll happily take minus one twenty six on them. I think the total's got a chance of going over. I like the over eight here. Um, we haven't seen many eights in in the postseason at all. Um, everything's been stuck at seven and a half and seven. Um, so I don't mind the total at eight. And the final angle I had in here was I know historically that Noah Syndergaard has really struggled to hold runners. In terms of stolen bags, you just can't do it. Um, I saw who did I can't remember who it was though. Somebody who never ever it might have been the first baseman for the Marlins. What's his name? Oh, it's Aguilar. Yeah, I think that's all. Uh, yeah, it's just Aguilar steal his first base in about five seasons off Noah Syndergaard. Um, and yeah, that and Syndergaard does struggle. So I looked at him. So, Moonaf's pizza bets in terms of stolen bases. If you want to chop up a unit, half a unit on um, Pena was plus three seventy five, Altuve plus four fifty. But then um, bigger prices, Chas McCormick. And what I looked at was um, Trey Mancini. Now I don't know if he's going to get a start tonight. Uh, Trey Mancini was plus fourteen hundred for a stolen base, and he does he can steal a bag. He's not getting on bases. The issue is I think he's one for twenty nine or something at yeah. the moment. Um, but yeah, if he if he manages to make it on there. That is something. So that's more of a more of a fun bet. So um, I, let's see. I've got a lean on the over, but my pick, my my big picks, are just straightforward. Houston uh, minus one twenty six. Noah. All right. I was trying to look. I I have no idea where I can find like recent games and stolen bases, but I knew that. I mean, I love the show MLB Central. I've yeah. seen you hooked on it as well. Yeah. They were talking about it with uh, his move to Philadelphia and how JT Real Muto's kind of hindered the want to steal against Syndergaard, but they, uh, still, kind yeah. of do. they still do. Yeah. So it's like they don't do it at the rate that they used to. So you don't, you're not going to see like a Jesus Aguilar trucking down the line, stealing second base because the best catcher defensively is with Philadelphia now. And he's playing every game. Do you see, uh, I don't know if you woke up and they gave you this highlight on whatever you were watching uh, for your expanded highlights. Real Muto took like a foul ball 
right to right to I the chin. saw that this afternoon that when I was doing good. a bit of research for this. Yeah, he looked like his head was going to drop off, and then all of a sudden, he's he's quite hard, isn't he? Henry Hillbooth hard is because he just shook it off and kind of. I almost saw his soul leave his body and just as it was about to completely leave, he kind of dragged it back in and yeah. sort of steeled himself. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty tough looking uh, thing that happened. Yeah. Uh, so that was, that was wild. And I mean, impressive all in the same uh, pitch. So yeah, I, I, I still like the plays. Uh, you're not going to, at a four to one price on a stolen bag, that's always going to be entertaining for me. So no, you're right about Real Madrid. You see, I never, I didn't um, factor that in. He has got the best um, court stealing percentage uh, in MLB. But if the um, Astros are going to be aggro, which they were at the plate, yeah. um, then if they get some base runners, base early, and um, for I what think it's worth, Altuve did steal a bag the other game. So yes, absolutely. Like yeah, they weren't even doing it on Cindergard. They're going to do it on Cindergard. To yeah, so I thought one unit there you could, um, or a unit and a half. Maybe you could take a half a unit on Penny and Altuve, and then a quarter on McCormick and Mancini. Um, if Mancini gets a go, so yeah, just a go. little uh, fun and games in there. So yeah, my yeah, but my main play after all of that is. Houston Astros to go two and I've really got to take them I had them to win in five so I've boxed myself into a corner I'm going to have to keep taking them until I see something different um, we're going to pick a DFS lineup in a moment I'll tell you firstly about our headline sponsor here the win um, if you're ready to win money and boost your odds win bet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia, bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with win rewards at WinBet. Um, be on the lookout for the WinBet win hour each day, Thursday, 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, during WinBet win hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. There's great promos, odds, and payouts right now at WinBet. Boosted same game parlays, live in game odds, every major sport. WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer Bet 100, Win 100. Loads to choose from. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WYNNBET to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet's available. If you were somebody who knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, don't forget to get across to our YouTube comp as well, Sports Gambling Podcast, uh, giving you the chance to win an autographed Lawrence Taylor or Brian Dawkins jersey. Uh, free to enter contest. Subscribe to youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Comment on a video. Each video is a new chance to win. Turn your notifications on so you don't miss SGP contacting you when they pull the winner. I cannot believe, Noah, 23 minutes in, we have not had another trick or treater come up the path. This is frustrating. <laughs> I want to see your that's Batman money. But... left over from Bob. Oh, yeah, that's a, yeah. I know, he's absolutely... He's at the window, and I think he's eager to give a little bit away. Um, but, yeah, we've only had one so far. It's still early. It's only, what, 20 to 6. We normally get the little ones. Uh, the sort of little four or five-year-olds round about this time. Um, so we, we've had fun and games picking DFS um, over the last couple of weeks. So it is time uh, again for a little game three. And I think um, a lot of the ones we've done, Noah, have been what were expected uh, pitching duels. I know we all had JV and uh, Noel of various combos. Um, this one might be a little bit different because we're not expecting um, certainly Noah to... Um, 
Noah Syndergaard uh, to go particularly deep. So this was an opportunity to do something a bit different with your DFS lineup. So you can lead us off uh, and you can tell us whether or not um, you went for pitches or are you taking bats tonight? It was an opportunity to do something different. Uh, just to run through the totals, the total for the game is eight. Uh, I wasn't uh, as ballsy enough as Malcolm was to give it out. Uh, Astros team total set at four. Phillies team total set at three and a half. The first off, the Cindergard price is untouchable. Like you cannot ever even think about playing Cindergard. I don't think he's going longer than three for 10K plus that he's at. Uh, just don't even think about rostering him. Um, and that said, like you said, it's a nice day to change it up. And that's why I did absolutely the opposite. And I did not. My captain is Mr. 50 to one himself. Chaz McCormick. Yeah, again, he's, he's two for five. This uh, series with two walks. He's one for two with a single against Cindergard. So that's good enough for me to have him again as a cheap play at my captain for one and a half times the points, one and a half times the price. Excellent. Um, yeah, I got away from the pitches as well. Um, didn't want anything to do with Syndergaard. So I went um, a little bit more um, pricey than your selection. But I took Jose Altuve, um, 13,500. Um, I put him out as one of my um, MVP predictions. So it, looked, it just looks like he's heating up maybe a little bit. Um, obviously got going um, the other night when he attacked he attacked um, Zach Wheeler um, on the first on the first pitch with that double, and then came around to score. Like you said, he did steal a base, so he's got another. He's got a bit of stolen base potential again. I've just put him up as a possible stolen base candidate, particularly off Syndergaard tonight. Uh, yeah, so give me Altuve to do a little bit of everything, uh, all the bits and bobs tonight. Give him, um, give him to me at thirteen thousand five hundred. Who's your number two, Noah? Number two is at 9.6K, you can find Kyle Schwarber. He's one for two with a home run against McCullers in his career, and he's two for seven with two walks and a run scored this series. So uh, maybe hoping out or holding out hope for a Schwarbaum here against McCullers, but uh, that is one of two Phillies bats that I have in my lineup today. Okay, well, I'm taking the exact opposite. I am not hoping for any... Um, <laughs> bombs off McCullers because he is my next pick. Um, I just think he, he's um, 11,400 bucks. I think you're going to get some length out of him. Um, like I say, he's had one uh, really good playoff start where he went six innings. Even his other one, he got knocked out after five. So he's going to get some length. He's averaging 20 points. So I think he's got a relatively high floor, I think. Um, yeah, so yeah, give me give me that side. And you've got the win, the win possibility as well to add on to that. So yeah, I'll take McCullers. Yeah, for what it's worth, it is a very nice source of points. You can count on him yeah. going at least four or five innings for you. So uh, my third player at 8.8K, he is the guy that has solely tarnished the hope for 50-1 to MVP. At this point, it's Kyle Tucker. Uh, three for eight with two home runs, uh, and he has a one-and-three uh, career uh Average against Syndergaard with a walk as well against Syndergaard. So he sees the ball well out of his hand. I'll take Kyle Tucker, the lefty on righty matchup there uh, for at least, you know, hopefully one at bat against Syndergaard in the second inning, maybe the first inning. And 
we'll we'll see a lot of right-handed pitching, uh, I think, out of this Phillies bullpen for Tucker. I think they're going to focus on Jordan with the left-handed bat. And then in between there, I, I like Tucker to uh, see some right-handed pitching. Yeah, he was certainly the uh, he was certainly the player the other night. Breaking no uh, breaking news. No, we've got a trick or treater at the door. Sweet. Um, oh, well, there's three of them. Uh, your plus five hundred is live. I'll make a pick, and then hopefully Bob will remember to come in and see. <laughs> Tell us who it was. Uh, <laughs> this is hashtag DJ's only. What's that phone number? Um, Jeremy Pena, eight thousand books, please. Uh, he looked like he had his eye in. He was part of that early assault the other night as well. Pulled one down um, the left field. Uh, the left field line to score Altuve again, stolen base potential. Uh, nice pricing. He's been aggressive at the plate, Pena. Um, he's having a, a better postseason. Uh, he's doing things that he didn't do regularly in in the postseason. So I'll take him. Um, right, just to hang fire. No, where we uh, get the final results of this. Bob, what were they dressed as? No costumes. No costumes? No, no, the answer. Well, that's an absolute disgrace. Go, that was a ch- plus 2,000. <laughs> chase them up the street and get those sweets back, Bob. That's that's unacceptable. No costumes. Yeah, any, yeah, that's... Um, no, I can't get my head around that. Yeah, that was a plus 2,000. If anyone at home's got no costume. I mean, they weren't naked with it. Is that what you mean? Like, no, they just had that... They had that coat on. Well, that's so, that's how much that's how much our country does um, Halloween. Noah, they haven't even bothered dressing up. They just come to get sweets off. Um, okay, I mean, but, um, Bob well, doesn't even bother go out. So, yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, right. Uh, player number four, uh, Noah. You know, I I liked your Jeremy Pena pick so much that I decided to roster him myself at eight K. Give me Pena. Uh, he's two for nine with two doubles and two runs scored with one RBI this series. He's had a great postseason so far as the ALCS MVP. I like the kid out of Maine for 8K. Nice. Um, I was, for my four, fifth, and sixth pick, heading towards the um, bottom end of the price range. Um, I had uh, Altuve and McCullers cost me a pretty penny. Um, so I went Brandon Marsh, uh, 4,800. Had to get at least one filly in there. Um, he sat against the lefty on Saturday, Valdez. Um, but he did some bits uh, in the previous game, um, in game one he played. And yeah, I quite like Brandon Marsh. He can. Uh, he's already hit, he's hit home as this postseason. He was really cheap, 4,800. So I think he'll start tonight. Um, against the rightly so yeah give me Brandon Marsh no? I like Yuli Guriel at 6.8k I have the money still to get uh, a premier bat down there somehow he is just he seems just underpriced for me uh, two for eight with a walk and a run scored this series he's also had a tremendous postseason with a 342 batting average so I love Yuli Guriel at 6.8k with that price yeah, I think this is the first lineup I haven't got Guriel in. He's always um for the production you get, he's the I think he's one of the best values on any slate. Um yeah. I've got possibly a pivot here. I've put Trey Mancini in. Um, in fact, I initially had Martin Maldonado in, who I've played every DFS lineup um that nice we've punt. picked. Sorry? He's a nice punt. I've yeah, always, he is, and he, I've always said that. Just get an Astros bat in that lineup and that catcher. It's a weak position. So yeah, and at the at the at the price, although 
I do have, like I say, I had room to get Trey Mancini in. So uh, Mancini, again, talked about the stolen base potential, although he is one for 29. But I think maybe due a little bit of production. And I just was bored of clicking on Martin Maldonado's name. I want to do something different. Um, so, yeah, if Mancini's not in the lineup, it'll be Maldonado. Otherwise, I'll, I'll take a little gamble on Trey Mancini. Um, 5,600 for my player number five. Uh, who's rounding out your lineup, Noah? Uh, for my sixth player, also have enough money for a 6.2K Philly, and it's Bryson Stott, a uh, nice yeah. left-handed batter as a punt. You know, the, the Houston Astros, this isn't the Valdez game. That means they don't have many lefties. They have one lefty in the bullpen, and that's Will Smith, and they're probably, most likely, going to use him from Schwarber to Harper in that beginning of the order. Um I'd consider Stott especially because he is two for two with a single and a double against McCullers. So love Bryson Stott as my cheapest play on the board, 6.2K. Yeah, this is another rare occasion where Bryson Stott hasn't made it into my lineup because, no, I was compelled to take... Mr. 50 to 1, Jazz McCormick Uh at 6,600. I had no choice. We're waiting for him to do something now. We need him to catch fire pretty quick, Noah, if our 50 to 1 shit's going to land. So $6,600. Yeah, let's let's get him going tonight. This is going to be the start of his run. They keep walking him. They're afraid of him. He's got two walks and two games. (laughs) That's it, mate. Uh, We've... uh, We've dug out the good stuff and the Phillies are onto it. So, yeah, give me McCormick at 6,600. So, my lineup is Altuve is the skipper. We've then got McCullers, Pena, Marsh, Mancini, slash Maldonado, and McCormick. What have you got? Uh, Chaz McCormick as the captain, Kyle Schwarber, Kyle Tucker, Jeremy Pena, Yuli Gurriel, Bryson Stott. Excellent. There you go, then. Um, and I think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's got us to the end of this um this game three preview. Um, what are you doing the rest of your Halloween? Or do you get to go partying or are you doing anything fun? Uh, no, I'm staying home. I'm not on campus right now, so I'm not going to any party. So I'll probably pull a bob, maybe hand out some candy. Also watch <laughs> uh, game three of the World Series and Monday Night Football. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Um, excellent. I've got lots of Breeders' Cup stuff going on uh, the weekend. I podcast came out earlier on with Chase, the Wolf of Oaklawn on the Notorious OTB, um, which is on the SGPN uh, on our network. So go and have a look at that if you fancy playing some ponies at the weekend. I covered the Euro shippers. Um, and I've got some other horse racing stuff to do as well as, um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i probably maybe get an hour of the baseball tonight before I have to go to bed. Um, and yeah, see if I can encourage Bob to, uh, to go and get that candy back off those kids that weren't dressed up. What an absolute disgrace. Um, <laughs> That's hilarious. It's not. It's poor. It's a poor. If I'm a, I'm appalled for yeah. our country. Um, so yeah, thank you very much, Noah. Thanks everyone for listening, Captain Insano in the chat. Um, yeah, we got about five hours till first pitch now. So um, hopefully you've got time to listen to this and get your bets. And good luck with everything. Um, if you have a bet tonight, enjoy the game. Uh, we'll be back probably tomorrow, or well, certainly tomorrow for a game four preview and to flex after all these winning bets came in. Uh, but until then, uh, cheers, and we'll see you down the road. Houston, they got Houston. <laughs>